0: Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today we're talking about if we are approaching a regular fall market or just a falling market. (laughs) Good one.
1: Let's see what you did there.
0: Put that coffee down.
2: If you're good at something, never do it for free.
0: How'd you get the gig?
1: Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor.
0: There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. All right, episode 14. Uh, I am here with Matt Brabins and Jeremy Ray. My name is Jeff McLennan. Uh, What's going on, guys?
1: I got a new pair of wheels.
0: No, you did not.
1: I did. Ask Matt.
0: Like, Oh, like actual wheels? You're not saying you have a new car? No, words matter. I've been teaching my kids
2: this. Okay. Words matter.
1: And the important words were pair of wheels. Two wheels. Two wheels. For your motorcycle? Nope. I'm a peddler. You bought a bicycle? I have a bicycle. (laughs) Oh, there's
0: an I Want to Ride My Bicycle song. I uh, don't
1: think I've ever purchased a bicycle. I was given a bicycle as a child at some point in time. Oh, you just got all the sucky hand-me-downs? I I had a beautiful strawberry shortcake bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had someone give me, I think, an old bike that they had. Um, I gave that one to uh, one of the street people around New West by just leaving it up against a pole in front of my house. Okay. Um, and then this one I actually paid money for, sought out, Craigslist, bought. And I am I'm going to try and do every work appointment via bicycle for the month of august
0: that's exciting there's there's a realtor in vancouver who shows up to all of her appointments in a scooter well now i'm not doing it you're gonna be the <laughs> the new west version of her
1: this isn't a scooter though this is this is pedal pedal power yeah you're gonna take some pedal heads um i don't know what that is that's that's
0: the program that teaches children how to ride bicycles now
1: oh i don't know no i'm i don't think so oh, i know how to ride maybe you should take pedal heads Okay. I'm going to have to look up what pedal heads is. Um, but yeah, no, bicycle. It's got 18 speeds, maybe.
2: That doesn't really matter. 21 speeds. It's that, got fancy that's, pedals, That's how that. you marketed bikes in the 90s.
1: The speed the amount. Speeds. Oh, is
2: that not a thing anymore? <laughs> it doesn't really matter.
0: Really? Uh, no
2: because it all depends on application like how you want to use it some of the most expensive high-end bikes like you know the old 10 speed type thing right like you don't actually need that many gears necessarily you end Hmm. up skipping past a lot of them it was it was all kind of a nonsense it's like really everybody's got five different gears they like
0: i was really excited (laughs) about my 18 speeder in grade seven so i fit the demographic (laughs) matt's (laughs) describing (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: i know it's got a couple on the front and then several on the back but uh Cool. Yeah. Anyways, I I yeah, I'm really out of shape. I figured that out just with the sh- the slight hill up to the office today from my place. Okay. Um yeah, it was uh felt a little bit of the burn. Like what is this feeling in my <laughs> So did did you cycle here today? No, Matt drove me here. Oh. We had lunch together with Matt's kids. It was great. Yeah. Taught them all sorts of stuff. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's me, I think.
2: I was Trying to do an open house, uh, one of my opens, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's in a condo building, and you know what this is like when you set up and you want people to be able to find your open, and you want them to, when they arrive at the door, know what to do. Sure. Typical protocol would be to put up a little notice on the window of the door yes somewhere little sign saying how to get a hold of you if you're not at the front yeah exactly right so we're there we're setting up and we're trying to figure out what to do and there's a very grouchy caretaker (laughs) and in the interest of diplomacy i'm thinking okay well i'm being nice to her i'll speak to her and i'll say hey we're just setting up here and i got my little notice to help direct people and kind of just keep them focused on what we're doing and not bother you and everything where do you think i should put my notice here what's your advice
0: Did she tell you where to stick it? Pretty much.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know most people. um, Yeah, no, you can't. You can put it anywhere.
1: Anywhere you want. Uh, Anywhere you you want. Anywhere.
2: Anywhere you want, um, except on a window.
1: Just not on the glass. (laughs) So most condo buildings in New West, I I think. (laughs) I think most condo buildings in general are like this, but it's it's all glass. The front.
0: Well, and you wouldn't be able to see see it if you were sticking it to a, a um, opaque surface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and the way it is, it's like a 40 foot wide lobby almost, maybe 30 plus, mm-hmm. right? So there's no facade, there's no brick facade outside near the door. Like if even if you were to be so ambitious you to c- try you to take it, it on to the, the r- wall outside. The right. The
1: restaurant next door. Uh, anywhere you want <laughs> that's not exactly how it was phrased <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can put it anywhere um just just not on the glass uh most people just put it on their signs okay so people are gonna walk up to the like, that's the address on the window okay what now what do i do now what do i do but huh um, so not helping
2: uh the ownership right and yeah. and this this is the stuff that we go through sometimes where owners you know are on their way out they're selling and you don't know how bad your strata is, how much it's actually hurting the process of selling your home until right. it's actually too late to do anything about it. You're like, well, I'm, I'm already, you know, three quarters <laughs> out the door, right? So I'm, there's no way I'm changing these rules. Yeah. Um, but they're they're terrible. They don't they don't think they realize, how or much they don't person. know. when it
1: was just somebody came up, the caretaker person, that or the person that cleans the windows. Yeah, she's probably that, the one who cleans the windows. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's exactly
0: you no. Know, <laughs> wow. Huh. Yeah, that's. That's not fun at not all. Not
1: making our job easy, right? Huh. I'm kind of a fan. I, we're seeing this more and more now with condos where you can't. They don't have the signpost anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and we've seen buildings where you've got. You like not it's, having the signpost? I'm I'm okay with that because at some buildings you get people that are from out of town. They just leave their sign up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's property sold. It's been months and it's just hanging there. And you the get other buildings where they're touching the ground potentially there's just so many signs or yeah. people cut cheers down and they put theirs above there's yours there's some it's hard just be-
0: etiquette too like okay i've got a new sign it doesn't quite fit do i go on the bottom or do i take the top
1: house signs though yeah but it's yeah. it's you know i, I, I kind of get that part obviously we like having exposure it's nice to have a sign in front of a property yeah but um but the open house sign thing is like a whole other level of of annoyance and it's it's literally for two hours on a on this on a weekend
0: hmm Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, I have to apologize to you guys. Uh, we're starting a little later today. Um, the audience won't know, but, but you guys do. I had a pretty nuts possession this morning. So uh, it was move-in day for my client Gabby on a vacant condo. And trying to get a hold of the listing agent all day yesterday so that we can get in at 10 o'clock and then I'd have time to get here. And also Gabby didn't want to come in at noon. She she had to take a bit of time off work and it was easier to start, uh, like just start later than to go to work and then come back. Right.
1: Do you normally do possessions at 12? Is that your like typical time I like, you type in? I like
0: to write high noon in the contract. <laughs> do, you, do, do you actually really? write that? Yeah, I do. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> Total sidebar. Um, I always fool people. I put 10 a.m. Yeah. And then I called them to tell them it's possession. They're like, yeah, I'll be ready by noon. And I'm
0: like, read the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't point it out, noon is kind of the industry standard for whatever reason. Oh, I always do 10. Yeah. You, I, don't, I think, you
1: don't want them to think that they get an extra morning to move stuff.
0: So anyway. So we, we, back we, to your story. We have a high noon possession today, but I'm trying to call because it's vacant. Nobody's in there. There was one chair in the whole condo. And the other agent doesn't call me back, doesn't call me back. I'm calling her assistant. I'm calling everybody finally at... 8 p.m. last night, I get told they can't have their movers clear everything out until noon. Movers? There's one chair. Yeah, movers. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. We'll go at noon. So I get there at noon. She's supposed to meet me with the keys. Nobody's there. At five afternoon, I call. Listing agent doesn't pick up. I'm like, okay, we'll give her another few minutes. I call her assistant. Her assistant's like, I'm sorry, I'm really sick. I don't know what's going on. Just call her. And I'm like, she's not picking up. And he's like, I'm really sick. And he hangs up. So I call her again. Finally, I get a hold of her. And she's like, my assistant isn't there to let you in? I'm like, no, well, he's really sick, apparently. And she's like, oh, let me call him and find out what's going on. I get a call back. It's now 20 after.
1: So it's high noon 20.
0: It's high noon and 20. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. We have it on lockbox. Aww. So I've been standing there for 20 minutes. Yeah. While they can't figure out what's going on. They've got the listing on lockbox. And she's like, I've got another listing in the building, though. So you'll have to sort through the keys and make sure to put the right keys back in the lockbox after. So if you try, just try all the keys and the ones that don't work, if you can put back in the box.
1: Those are yours, the ones yeah. that do work. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, okay, but which like that's that's gonna be one set and she's like oh the owner still has the other set (laughs) if you can wait there till one i'll have the owner meet you and i'm like i'm not waiting there till one And, and and this she was good on she's like okay i'll make sure either me or the owner drops it off at the office so we get the keys we go upstairs as we open the door the owner is like what are you doing here The owner's in the unit.
1: Uh, What am I doing here? Well, this is my house. And we're like, it gets better. Possession
0: is at noon. And the owner's like, I was told one o'clock. I'm like, it is definitely not one o'clock. We tried to get in at 10. The owner's like, really? I'm like, what? And the owner's like, okay, well, all I've got is this chair. Um, He's
1: just sitting there on a chair?
0: Well, hang on. Wearing clothes? It it was the open house chair. All I've Mm -hmm. got is this chair. If you can help me move it to my unit across the hall, you can have the place right now and I can give you all the keys. (laughs) The owner lives in the unit right across the hall. Across the hall.
1: just having some closure to to, to selling the unit? Pardon my
2: French, but that's a whole bunch of bullshit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh. Did you piss them off early on during this process at some point?
2: No, that's just realtors dodging doing work. I was so mad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what's wrong with our business?
1: How was Gabby? Uh, Gabriella, can we call her Gabby? Uh,
0: yeah, she goes by Gabby. Uh, her full name is Gabriella. Uh, her last name? Well, we won't go there. But uh, that's the line. It's a trap. <laughs> um, I think she, at this point, just found it so ridiculous that she was kind of laughing. It's unreal. About it.
1: It's unreal. Like you're sitting there and be like, "What?" Well, the worst part How is, is that the, the
2: the owner is absolutely willing. To accommodate all of this without any inconvenience. I would bet
0: huge amounts of money that the listing agent never even called the owner. All of the money.
1: Yeah. All of it. All of the money. (laughs) Even though. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, the funny thing is, it was the lockbox was there the whole time.
0: The lockbox was there the whole
2: time. The owner was there the whole time. This nonsense about the movers are going to be there. Were there were no
0: movers. The chair just needed to just get moved in, across insert,
1: the hall. Insert blanket excuse. Uh, yeah. No movers are already scheduled. Uh, well,
2: what a bunch of nonsense. Like, okay, I don't want to be there at 10. I'm occupied, so I'm going to say No. Yeah. Except you
1: weren't
0: ever planning to be there. And it's on lockbox. <laughs> That's what I mean.
1: This must be a really busy realtor, though. They it must... did
0: answer a question, though, about the chair, because the chair wasn't there when we showed it the first time. And then it was there for the inspection. And we laughed at the time. We're like, did they stage the home inspection? Like, why? It's the most important showing, Jeff. It is the most important <laughs> showing. But this was episode 12. Pre pre our episode. So they definitely didn't listen to our advice. Um but I think maybe they just had this extra chair and needed a place to store it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, we're, we do have furniture in, in a place right now. That Yeah. So it, it is nice to have vacant listings. <laughs> Joking.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's my news of the day. Why don't we get into the actual news?
2: I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story.
1: And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
2: I got a news flash for you Walter Cronkite I am enlightened Do
0: it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live This is Multiple Offers A real estate show
2: Today's news is about uh, strata bylaws, strata, I guess we've talked about this a little bit more previously when we talked about the folks with the no fun zone. Is, is there, there more no right fun on? zone happening? This is about implementing more rules, but less about no fun zones, but it is about really imposing some rules around short term rentals.
0: When did we talk no fun zone? What episode was that? I don't that was know. was the
1: story in Victoria. Yeah, I remember the story. What?
2: I don't remember which episode that matter. was a part of. Three yeah. ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was. That goes back a little bit. So, uh, Airbnb and short term rentals are becoming a problem for different groups of owners, right? They find that it's really imposing
0: on. Oh, that's so funny! You're talking about Airbnb. We're going to talk about Airbnb later in the episode, too. Are we really? Yeah, <laughs> but go on. <laughs> okay. Well, well, this is mostly that, um, and this is
2: coming from the provincial government now. So the government keeps trying to come up with new ways to impose their will in the real estate market to try to free up housing. So mm-hmm. they're trying to reduce short-term rentals so that there's more long-term housing. So what they've done is they have let the uh, the people who know or who need to know that they strata bylaws. The Property Act, I guess, the Strata Act will change, but you have to actually change your bylaws for it to take effect. So right now, the Strata Act allows you to fine somebody who's in contravention of a rental bylaw Mm -hmm. $200 per week. Okay. So a total of you know $800 a month. But somebody might just look at that. And the problem is that could just be cost of doing business. Cost of doing business. You're like, fine. Mm -hmm. Hit me with the fees. Right.
0: I'm not stopping. I've got this. amazing airbnb going renting it out every three days i'm
2: pulling in six grand a month yeah i don't care about your 800 dollars, right so new rules uh will allow strata bylaws to change and increase that fine to a thousand dollars per
0: day
1: per day yeah that should help oh
0: so it's specifically an airbnb killer yeah yeah they're going right after it now the the city has of Vancouver has also changed their stance because they had said no Airbnb, at without all without a license, an actual license. No, at all. Um, Airbnb was not allowed in Vancouver last year. Now I believe the rules have changed. I have not monitored that closely, yeah, so I, I can't. I fact out the that reason one. I know is because last year I had a listing for sale in Vancouver that everybody Airbnb'd in there, and so I put in the listing Airbnb perfect for Airbnb. And then I got contacted by f- someone from the city being like, there are no places that Airbnb is legal. You cannot be advertising this. And then they also said, but we're looking into it and it's changing. Stay tuned. <laughs> so. All right. So, so that I think they're allowing it, but also giving stratas the tools now that it is allowed to regulate whether they want it or not.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's comments certainly from people who really do not like what Airbnb does or the building they live in
0: yeah I, I mean just like you may or may not want to live in a building with rentals allowed you may or may not want to live in a hotel yeah right <laughs>
1: like,
2: yeah not exactly a segment of people who come and go who are you know inherently highly respective of the people around them it's not really what's on their radar right are they
1: have you guys stayed in airbnbs never uh once i think i think i did we did once but i think Jane set it up in Victoria, but do they, is it insured? Are they insured through Airbnb? Like if that person yeah. does something horrible, yes. um, are they Airbnb will, even if they've messed up strata property, like unit property? I believe so. I think the the, the concern
0: for people living in the building is, you know, a hotel might be noisy. A hotel, like just sure. the, the quality of life. You're concerns. handing, you're handing,
1: yeah, security yeah. risks and things like that. Cause you're handing, you know, access keys and things like that to random people potentially every f- few days. Yeah, and who knows what they're using that apartment for? So,
2: yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's the big change, uh, and I kind of like it. Um, I think, uh, as for, of all the things the government has done to try to improve housing, this might be the one that is the most effective.
1: Mm. Well, that I don't. I don't. That some buildings are chatting about it. Uh, most of them are just like, no. A lot of cities don't want short term anyways. There's a minimum, I think, six months or something. Um, the building that you were talking about before, that we had the listing and that didn't allow you to put the sign up on the on the on any class, um, <laughs> they actually have addressed it. I think they said six months, one month, or one sir one month, one month minimum, minimum. rental. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first one I've heard around town that has actually put uh, an allowance in the bylaws for people to do that.
0: Yeah. And I, and I mean, it's what I like about the solution is it's just a tool. If a building wants to allow Airbnb in their building and all the owners get together, great. But it gives them a way to say like, no, we made a rule that says no Airbnb. We're not going to be held hostage to the fact you. that you can afford yeah. To just deal with our penalties. Yeah,
2: it's absolutely, it's got enough teeth has to, be to prevent it if they, if they don't want it, right? So that's going to take effect November 30th to yep. give anybody time to adjust their, you know, rentals that they have in place, <laughs> bookings and that kind of stuff. Uh, Stratas can go through and they can schedule a special general meeting and change their bylaws and all the rest of it. So um, that was it. It's pretty... Not, not a lot of content to the news release, but uh, very effective. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, great info, Matt. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Oh, thanks, guys. So I'm just going to be quiet for the rest of the episode then. Taking, <laughs> You're done? done yep. I will job. take my acknowledgments and get out of here. That episode of Seinfeld where <laughs> George,
0: like you got to leave. Leave on a One high storage. note. That makes a good point. <laughs> now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case
1: where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. National
0: doubt advocate. Wrong, you are not wrong. Advocated. wrong. without money being wrong. lost. Wrong.
2: Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to multiple offers.
0: A real estate show. Alright, so. We are in what is traditionally one of the slowest times in real estate. Summertime. Uh, and and specifically August. August, you know, people are thinking about getting their kids back in school. Other than other than August, I think the only time slower in, in real estate in the Lower Mainland is traditionally December, uh, when people have all the holiday stuff going on. So we thought it would be a good idea to kind of look at uh, what's going on with the fall. So, um before we get into that, maybe we should start with what's what's actually happening in the market right now? What what are you guys seeing?
1: Canceling listings. Yeah. That's not that's what you do in August.
0: Are you, are you are you actually seeing a lot of canceled listings?
1: We're canceling listings.
0: Are are you canceling listings?
1: <laughs> Personally, yeah.
0: Yeah, are you really?
1: Yeah. Get okay. cuz you got to get ready for the fall market.
0: So you got you, Okay, so step 1 so
1: Historically speaking. <laughs> yes. Um yeah it's nice to refresh the listing in the fall,
0: so you're canceling them with the intention of we're gonna list it again fresh in the fall,
1: yeah, that's kind of the idea yep if all things i mean there's people are buying selling things like that so if now if are the you canceling right them, them
0: are you canceling them yet
1: they as of this morning, yes. That one was due for
2: a change one way or the other. It needed price reduction. So we're talking about this is
0: a listing that's been on the market for a while. Maybe it's a little stale. Yeah. And it
1: just few months and just needs a little phone's not ringing a little brand. We might be a bit sharp and things like that. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's the time of year when both buyers and sellers just don't have real estate on their mind now from, from now forward. Right. We're just about to come into the long weekend.
1: It's Mm -hmm. hot as heck this past week, too. Like, we, yeah, it just doesn't seem like on some of them, they're not, phone's not quite ringing, except for we have one listing that was, we had one showing, one open house, and it was, it was smoking busy. Yeah. And smoking hot. And smoking hot. I'm still smoking I was standing talking to people and just, like it's pouring down my face. They're out of toilet paper. It's tenanted place. And I was like, I need, like, I found some subway napkins, Just patting my face. It was so incredibly hot. Same temperature, yeah, inside, maybe hotter inside. But it,
0: Okay, so. Um, Market
1: not hot right now. Well, and it, it's. Temperature it, is hot.
0: Yeah, I think things have definitely slowed down. Like, I was reviewing the house sales in new west over the last couple of weeks and that really came to a, a halt a, a few episodes ago we were talking about how it was a little busier than expected we had a little surge but now it seems to have have really quieted down like i think last i don't think a single house sold last week i might have that's that it, maybe
1: not i i didn't look that's but pretty yeah. consistent for the type of person buying a detached house though yep. you don't really list a house right in the summer Well, one right? you
2: don't list it right when i talk about the seasonality of this stuff part of the reason why the activity doesn't happen in august is because people aren't motivated to list that time of year they've Mm -hmm. got vacation time on their mind yeah right like i gotta get my vacation in before i'm going back to work right august is just where everybody kind of mentally turns off at work anyway so everybody's trying to get in their holiday time so it's not the time when you want to be putting your house up for sale and keeping it clean and worrying about that kind of stuff yeah and it's not the time of year when you really want to be looking either for a lot of people, right? There's a segment who absolutely are, and they'd like to make a move before September, um, but they're, they're in the
0: minority. They're, there's, the Most of them are just, they got vacation time on their mind, right? And the, the people who want to move before September probably should have found a place a couple months ago.
2: Yeah, yeah the, yeah. the family types for sure, like when it comes to detached, right? They had their stuff sorted out a few months ago.
0: I, yeah. I think one thing that you mentioned is it, it's, not, it's a bit hard during the summer to put your place on Um, you said people aren't really thinking about real estate, but I I actually found people are really thinking about real estate in my experience, but not making moves right now. I've had so many calls about, okay, I want to get ready to list my home in September. What are the things that I should be doing now? Which is part of why we're talking about this today. And we'll also, can I tease it, that next episode we're hoping to have next episode hopefully we're going to have some renovation guys on to give us some tips about getting your home home ready
2: yeah and i guess the language i used was was inaccurate because people are thinking real estate but in a i'm off work I'm right. not I don't want to be totally committed in yeah. August I just want to be checking boxes yeah
0: and and because you're off work maybe now's the time to do those little projects you've yeah been putting off that need to be done before you list and they
2: would like to hear some advice from people like yeah. us about what to do to be ready for September and that is totally valid but they don't want to be – they don't want to have the stress, I yeah. guess, is more what it was, right? Of being on the market,
0: of a photo shoot and getting ready for showings right. and that kind of stuff. Happy to be available. Yeah, you don't want to lose your summer necessarily. Yeah. And, and buyers don't want to lose their summer necessarily either. Like, neither party is- – to this transaction is particularly committed.
2: Yeah. Which as a complete sort of side note, and we, I shouldn't spend a lot of time on, but that's why September always gets a little bit of a rush. Right. Because you got pent up demand mm-hmm. and people waiting around for some decent like inventory.
1: That, that Tuesday after the long weekend, you can kind of see like a dump of listings.
2: And all of a sudden people have something to choose from. Cause anybody who wanted to buy in August felt disappointed. And that goes all the way back to what you sort of started here, Jeff, about saying detached. You haven't noticed a lot of sales. Yes. So, um, last night at home with uh with my wife liz she's looking at houses just kind of uh because she was curious there's a possibility that there's some scenarios happening in our townhouse development where we might move so she was curious like mm-hmm. what's out there and she starts flipping through and looking at all this stuff and like 20 30 minutes later she says to me like these are all terrible mm-hmm. i it's, wouldn't move into any of these it's
1: all spring leftovers
2: yeah and i said those are the leftovers mm. Like that's that's the stuff that is stuck on the market. It's either yeah. overpriced or it's in the location you don't want. There's a reason why
0: those are the ones still on the market. I've got a really nice <laughs> detached house uh in Saverton right now that uh, when you get bought out you should come look at. Yeah, it's, but you're it's fancy. In, you're in a price point, though. That yeah, it's a different. Uh, does quite. Fly. Well, maybe if you get the amazing like <laughs> golden ticket buyout, you can yeah. come check out our, our our one on Alberta Street. And it's hard
1: for sellers too to be listed in the summer when the buyer pool is maybe next to non-existent, and they don't know was it, is it a marketing thing? Is it the realtor's fault? Is it is it my too high? Does my house suck? Because there's no stairs. Like what what is going on? And it's not necessarily. Anything other than so, nobody wants to pull the trigger right now.
0: Here's an interesting dilemma that I think a lot of sellers are dealing with right now. And a bit of a monkey wrench compared to ours. So we've talked about what, what the typical cycle is in the lower mainland of when it slows down and whatnot. But we also have this other thing where the market in the lower mainland as a whole is slowing down. So kind of right before August, we had this falling market. And... I think there is a dilemma of, okay, well, traditionally it's better for me to not or to wait until September. But is September actually going to be better this year or is the market correction going to outweigh the bump that we traditionally we get were, We were having a hard
1: time giving. you're trying to give that message to people that contact you in maybe June or July. They're not quite ready. Yeah. And you're like, I don't. Yeah, you still have to kind of there's some things to weigh out, right, that you have to let. I mean, it's their decision, but yeah. there is definitely risk associated with waiting for that fall market. So, now I, I know none of us have a
0: crystal ball, and I will put forward that uh, CMHC has people whose whole job is to predict the market, and I listen to them every year, and they're wrong more often than they're right. Um, okay. But what what do you guys think is going to happen come this
1: fall? Uh, just normalcy.
0: What does that look like?
1: More more of a balanced... You're- if there's something wrong with your house or busy street, things like that, it's going to be more of a challenge, a little bit longer listings, um, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more downward pressure in the next uh, few months.
0: So if we, if we take August out of the equation and we've just got July, will it be easier to sell your detached house in new West in, than it was in July and September? Yes, do you because
1: think? September's in the future and July has already happened. much easier will
0: it be easier than it was to sell in july
1: uh depends what price point some of the some really expensive houses were selling
0: yeah yeah that that was kind of interesting in july it seemed like the high-end houses were easier to sell than the i think we talked about that than the kind of more first-time buyer houses
1: i i would and it's not really an answer either way because i'm saying it's balanced yeah (laughs) but kind of in the middle um Vancouver is still expensive. People still want to move here. Um, Rent's still high. So I think people, it will start to start. You might have a bit of a stalled September if you have, like you have a lot of the buyers that are speculators yeah. there. We talked about that in other episodes where they're just so cautious because this is where you get in is, it, you know, it means a lot to them and and not getting in right at the top and having to wait for the five-year cycle right. to, to start to get some, uh, some increase there. But uh, so you might have some people that aren't quite pulling the trigger yet, but usually it'll happen pretty quick within a few weeks if they start to see something sell. We just had, for example, in uh, one of the buildings that we sell in, lots of listings, they weren't moving. I think a few were on for a month or two, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. um, You were looking at seven of very similar of the same sort of type floor plan. And one went and then they all started to all within a week or so.
0: So somebody just needed proof of concept that somebody else was willing to buy.
1: I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't pull the trigger either. If I was a buyer and I was seeing seven properties in a building and I could buy either of them, I'm fine with any of those could work. Yeah. And I'm seeing price reductions. Mm -hmm. You're going to just sit back and wait. Yeah. So that's my thought. Matt, predictions?
2: If August is slow as it usually is. Yeah. Then I will say we still get our bump in September. And that's just basic supply and demand Mm -hmm. because you get people who have wanted to buy and saw no good inventory and were frustrated. And all it takes is four buyers in one neighborhood. Right. And they're all waiting for the good one. And it's all been junk for five weeks. And then the good one comes on and all four of them want it. So then they fight over it. Mm -hmm. It sells quickly. It sells for a top price sort of top of the spectrum from probably what we've seen in the last 60 to 90 days. Yeah. And then it creates (laughs) a precedent and then that's it. So, that's how you just get that little surge. Now, I don't think it creates sort of massive um, competition, but those other three families who didn't get it, if we're talking about you know, a young family looking at a condo or a detached house or whatever it is, they still are in the market now, and then they're feeling aggressive because they just lost, and it just creates a little bit of competition. So no matter what, I still think as long as August is slow, September will start with just a little bit of a bang, and then it will balance.
1: I, I yeah. have a question. A couple years ago, we saw this happen where, detached houses people started making a couple hundred grand pretty quick on the value of their houses Mm -hmm. and then it trickled down to townhouses condos and and all the way down these two million dollar houses trickle down economics the the trickle down effect (laughs) yeah um same same but different um but no i mean they these two million dollar houses that have been selling recently Mm -hmm. um just wondering what what are your thoughts do you think that they're have they? Uh, do they have some time? Do you think they're completing in September, so they maybe have some time? Are they buying vacation properties? You just think? Or are they going to be buying a nice big uh, condo unit like on the, the Key or downtown New West? The, the people who have sold their two million dollar properties, yeah. Like what?
0: I think a big chunk of them buy at the Key. They buy first.
1: Yeah. So are that's we? That's true. A lot they, of them buy.
2: Yes. When you have that kind of money, you buy first. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that's
0: true too. Of we we just listed a two million dollar. Uh, house in Coquitlam, and they bought first a hundred a hundred percent they because they can handle it if it do- yeah. if it
1: takes so a while they're yeah. already, they're they, already- they,
0: they, the only reason the only thing that's going to make them move is to get exactly what they want
2: right And you can afford to get what you want, you first get what you want, and then you pay the
0: price to make it work yeah um, so that's that's what I see there
2: yeah
1: time will tell.
0: I think one thing, too, that might help the September... I, I, I'm on the same page as Matt. If I had to make a prediction, I think it's going to have a little bit of an upswing. And I think something that's going to help it is interest rates going up. There's a lot of media about rates are going up. Yeah. And whenever rates go up, we see a little rush of yes. people who have that old rate and they've only got a couple months now to find a place. Yeah, they
2: want to get in for a deal, so they drive up prices to do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: and, yeah, and that's and that's something that's going to be happening for for years to come because the interest rates are low it always uh, yeah we're
2: going to keep getting getting interest rate increases and it's going to increase prices yeah it always works that way people think that oh higher interest rates mean that people will be able to spend less right but that's not what happens it's the exact same thing total side note on um a report from the first quarter uh through in the american economy they're talking about uh trade Okay. And they said that there was a huge surge in trade volume. And so, you know, the the Trump side of things wants to say that, well, all of the tariffs and everything we brought in have created all of this increased business. Look what we've done. Yeah. And the actual economists said, no. No. Okay, no, the that, results
0: of the tariffs haven't been that, seen yet.
2: That's people pre-purchasing for the year before the tariff was imposed. Mm-hmm. So that is a surge in activity to get ahead of your stupid tariff. Right. Okay. And as you just said, Jeff, no, we need to wait and see second quarter, third quarter, and then it will be different. So every time you increase prices, but people have a chance to buy before the price goes up... Yeah, you're that creates get,
0: urgency. Yeah. And whenever there's urgency, prices, prices go up. Yeah. So, okay, well, what... <laughs> what should our potential buyers and sellers take away from this? If they're, if you're, if I'm out there and I'm a buyer and I think, think what should I be doing right now?
1: Saving your down payment, getting pre-approved. Yeah. And well, talk to your realtor, figure out what you're getting.
2: You still need to see as much as you can. If you see something you like, then that's great. Yeah. Right. But if you don't, that's okay. More inventory will come in the fall.
0: And I, I think, I actually think if I'm a buyer, now's a fantastic time to buy.
2: Historically, it's a great time to buy if you can yeah. find something you like.
0: Yeah. Like, your selection is going to be limited. But if you find something that you love but is overpriced, you've probably got a pretty good chance of negotiating it down Overpriced, right
1: now. something that needs repairs yeah. um, or just picking up a rental, things like that. There, yeah. There definitely could be some good buys. Just like you said, like with Christmas. They're leftovers.
2: A, it's a great time
1: to buy. Yeah, people are usually motivated because you, the phone's you, not ringing on that listing. But the reason
2: why things don't sell is because there aren't good choices.
0: Yeah, and I, I actually think if you do have a good choice, um, like if you if you've got something... I don't think we're quite at the point yet, and you guys probably disagree with me on this, where if you've got something that isn't just one of a bunch of others that are just like it, I think it can probably succeed still. I think if we're pushing it though, like we're getting right till... Yeah, the end where it uh, it could become a problem. Like I'm talking to a lot of people right now who have been wanting to list, but not like it's taking a little longer than yeah. expected.
2: Yeah, we had that same meeting about a week, a week and a half yeah. ago, right? Where it's like, well, we're, it looks like I'm three weeks away. I was like, oh, that is, that is really bad timing. And I,
0: <laughs> I've been kind of telling people, look, if you're ready to go next week, we can still put it on the market. And as long as the competition doesn't really change from what it is now, I think we can have success. But if you're going to take more than two weeks, we should probably wait till a week or two into September. That that's the advice I'm giving.
2: Yeah, uh, and I would agree a hundred percent. Yeah,
1: was your cutoff? Maybe our cutoffs just different. Yours is like probably August. Once it's August, or maybe a week into.
0: Yeah, I, I I traditionally have found the first couple weeks of August, you can still have success. Once you're into third third week, fourth week, it's really the doldrums yeah. out there. It's hard yeah. too because a long yeah.
1: weekend, right? We're coming up to one right yeah. now too. So now if you're
2: but if you were to start a new listing next week, I, I wouldn't say no to that at all. Yeah. But you absolutely, to what Jeff was saying, need to be really aware of how you compare yeah. to the competition in the marketplace. You've got yeah. you've got to stand out because if you don't do something in that first week and a half, then you're just hanging sure. out on vacation not, for the not, rest of so August.
0: I, I just need to interrupt Matt for a second. We should probably segue pretty quickly here because you just did, without even knowing it, you just did like the perfect segue. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going. Are we
2: supposed to do another
1: segment? (laughs)
0: Yeah, we've got we've got uh, question of the week next. Right Right before we get into question of the week, any parting thoughts for sellers?
1: Listen to episode fifteen with the contractors coming up. Maybe, maybe that's what you should be doing. Maybe sixteen. Okay. To get your place ready because there's going to be some perfect shameless plug there's gonna be some amazing tips in there for you guys so
0: sellers (laughs) might have to wait to list their property or they might have to wait to get our advice
1: yep wait for the advice because all right we'll get you ready for some we'll make sure you're you're in good shape in september
0: and on that note let's get into the question of the week Check
1: out the big brain on mass. it? We're not segwayed. What? Yeah. Who good knows job. where thoughts come from? They
2: just appear. You're listening to multiple offers.
1: Is Alberta getting any fair. calls? Yeah, that's good.
0: Nobody putting pen to paper yet, but it's getting calls.
1: Yeah, it, which is kind of was a piece of kind of a dump, was busy ish.
2: What's well, the cheapest place in the US in six?
0: Okay. So uh, this question comes from Danielle, and Matt, you are going to see now why you had such a great segue. Uh, so Danielle asks, um, I was just getting ready to list my home, uh, and then another unit in my building came up that is exactly the same. Should I wait for them to sell before I list? That's a really good question. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it. You know, I've had it happen where I list a place and the same day or the next day, an, another one just like it in the building comes on. And it's a total fluke. Yeah. They didn't know we were coming on. We didn't know they were coming on. It wasn't in response to us. It just happened. And it still works out fine. So I, I, I tend to find that if you overthink it because you've seen it and now you have the the privilege of knowing that it's on the market, yeah, you're probably just overthinking it. If your objective is to sell your home and you're going to price it at a number that there's an appetite for in the marketplace mm-hmm. just carry on okay as so a very simple answer
0: so yeah. matt's advice is is just go ahead and list
2: yeah now i would get into a whole lot more detail and i think we will hear in the next few minutes about maybe what the the, the more minute comparisons are and to make sure that you do stand out in certain ways but as a general so, statement so just to proceed. keep
0: it really simple because this is, this is a real question i was asked um they're identical units oh so this is a new building this is this is a fairly recent building and they are the exact same layout one floor different in sister buildings.
1: Does one have designer paint like say <laughs> Benjamin Moore?
0: Uh they they're for all intents and purposes they're they're the same.
1: Yeah. I would say one thing too is if if you're in a market where days on market like average days is 30 plus days, yeah, then just list, who cares? Now, uh, we're,
0: we're not, though, in condos. The the average days is... Uh,
1: yeah, it depends on where... I don't know where her is place lower. is. Sorry, what is
2: the average days?
0: The average days, I believe, is 11 in New
2: West. Oh, great. You're condos. buying Jeremy Lynch.
0: <gasps> What's that?
1: <laughs> You'll be buying Jeremy Lynch. Oh,
0: I, I don't know the new stats. I'm going off the month <laughs> oh, of old. Oh, oh. We'll have oh. to check in a... It, <laughs>
1: if, My bike pedals well, backwards.
0: Well played, sir. Well played. Uh, in case anybody doesn't want to know, uh, Matt and I made a bet uh, a few episodes back, but that was about... The latest stats, which will be published sometime this week, so we'll see if uh, if the winner is is uh, Matt or or me. Um,
1: but <laughs> as long <laughs> anyway. as I get lunch at some point. Excellent. So okay. So you your thoughts, Jar, were it doesn't if depending on how many if it's things are selling quickly. Yeah. Uh. It. Yeah. It might. Maybe it matters a little bit. Just wait a week yeah because you don't but just two listings you don't necessarily want to get in that situation we talked about where there's six in the same building that are all very similar yeah um but if it was going to take like it is fairly normal for places to sell like 30 days yeah you know so uh in that case you're not why would you (laughs) trap i could see he was setting you up yeah (laughs) if we had a camera here
2: Hmm. um so let's do a little bit of the minutiae then uh sister buildings
0: well, okay, before we get into the minutiae, I just really quick want to touch on on my thoughts, which are that if – it depends on where the other listing is in the life cycle. I agree with Jer. Like if it's just put on the market and we're waiting – like they're looking at offers Monday, we probably don't want to hit the market on the day that they're looking at offers. Yeah, don't rock the boat. Because if they get multiple offers, now are we priced wrong or, yeah. or whatnot? And also if they don't get offers – now we know that their price was off. Yeah, and,
2: and if they get multiples, you want yes. all the losers. Yes, totally.
0: <laughs> um, on the other hand, if it's been on the market three weeks, I think, okay, just put it on the market. And and we probably know where they are at, whether they're getting or not. Yeah. So,
2: okay.
1: I think okay. we all agree, kind of, in a way.
2: Yeah, we do. We We agree that you still put it on the market. <laughs> <laughs>
0: only one listing per building at a time <laughs> yeah I,
2: I, but i could i could understand how a lot of homeowners might look at it from that perspective and think that they're hurting themselves right but if your desire is to sell you got to put it on there um if they if they truly are identical you need to find a well you don't need to but it's highly recommended you find a way to stand out yeah find a way to be better yeah be the better option because if people really are going to come and see both mm-hmm. they're going to have to choose one yeah. So give them a reason to choose yours. Um, it would be one of them, especially because it may not just get absorbed and bought up in the first. Yeah, I weeks. mean that
0: that's good advice. Just real estate in general, but in this tiny little microcosm, I think it's magnified even more.
2: Yeah, and it's probably an, an a, a, amazing example to illustrate to everybody the importance of that when you put your home up for sale. Yeah. That when we talk about staging and the deep cleaning and all those types of things, that when you do get them right, you do stand out. And that's what gets you the offer. So um but I am curious though, trying to figure out how to make Danielle's home stand out. When you say they're sister buildings, like mm-hmm. are they the exact same exposure? Not
0: exactly. Okay. But but not enough difference that it it matters. Okay.
2: Yeah, and does one building is one building better than the other because it has the gym and all the amenities in it?
0: No, I I, I, the the two buildings sell very comparable.
1: Both have parking and lockers.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. They're.
1: I think exposure does matter um, unless they're on like the same side, like side by side.
0: Yeah, I mean if if the two buildings are um, going like some of the build. Neither building has a nice view, not that they Mm -hmm. don't have a nice view, neither building has like a feature view where you're like beautiful mountains or beautiful river or like they're, they're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. You might have, oh, I prefer to be this direction facing versus that direction facing, but that that's a preference thing.
2: So, so my advice to Danielle then is to really get a really good understanding of this competitor's unit. Because she has the benefit of seeing it on the market, Mm -hmm. seeing what the photos look like, seeing the condition, and eyeing up two, maybe three elements to it where you want to be better.
1: Yeah. you're gonna to have to try and be extremely objective, which is gonna be hard because every homeowner will think their place is better.
2: Yeah, they are. They already think they're better. Yeah. Sorry, Danielle, you, she already said it was the same though. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, we all do it. I mean, we we everybody does it with their own home. You know, we we hear it from everybody who ever wants to put their house up for sale. Well, my, my neighbor, house has a
1: nicer
0: breeze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. my my neighbor the sold main,
2: for X, so that means I need to sell for more. Yeah. You just Magnolia. told me your neighbor sold for that, and you're the same thing. Why do you mean you need to sell it for more? Well, mine's mine's
0: better. Yeah
2: how so well i mean i renovated my kitchen you did when 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so um for someone like danielle this is not a critique towards you at all it's just to say that no we do... i mean you don't know the unit you know i know yeah. i know nothing yeah. about it but but there's opportunity there 100 is opportunity and you can look at it and just find a way really zero in and say where can i just be a little bit better and you don't have to be a lot better just a little just bit a better little. yeah <laughs> for sure
0: Okay, well, um, that's great, guys. And, and if you guys have questions for us out there, please send your questions to feedback at morealestateshow.com. Again, that's feedback at morealestateshow.com. We love uh, getting your emails and answering your questions.
2: It's story time with Jer.
1: Great story. Compelling and rich. It's not always my story?
0: No, it's not always your story. Hang what if Matt has an awesome story to tell
1: Well, he can tell it to me or write it down and I will
0: (laughs) paraphrase. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
2: I'm going to tell you a story about buying brand new development.
0: Ooh, I'm sure everything goes wonderfully.
2: Everything always goes so well. It's like buying a brand new car with a full warranty and everything works perfectly because it came off just the factory floor. That's raw, that's how it works raw. with new new construction, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely not.
2: So, uh, not how it went. Um, moving somebody in. One, the completion was a nightmare, and I'm not going to get into all the details. But like really late. Well, yeah. And then just how the paperwork was done and how, and and the notary who I was working with said she had like five other files on that particular project and every one of them was a mess. Ooh. Right. And, and it's that you just have no recourse, right? I, I think the consumers really need to understand
0: that those contracts are written by the lawyer for the developer. Yeah. It's not like when you purchase, like if you, if Matt's buyer goes out and buys a used home, we get to write an offer contract. Yeah.
2: And our our standard form contract is structured in a way that it very evenly recognizes both parties to the contract. Right. And we fill in the blanks.
0: Yeah. A, but the developer's lawyer has written the developer's yeah. contract. Yeah. And yeah. he doesn't care about you. No. Or we, she. No. So <laughs> yeah. any
2: any changes that you want to make that seem very reasonable and would help your process, and you think would be very amenable to the developer, they just have the authority to just say... No.
1: See page 23 where it says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: If you want to do this. Oh, thank you actually for asking. You do have the option. Here you are. And you may do that. And the cost of doing so is X dollars. Right. <laughs> and everything comes uh, at a price. That's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good at all. So, so my story really ends up that we do get completion. We go there to move in. We've done our walkthroughs and identified um, some really um, disappointing flaws in the project. But they're cosmetic. They can be dealt with. And then they're not repaired when we get there, for one. Oh. You know, there's no final sign-off. Um, and so then I go back up to the, you know, the lobby where they're handing out everybody's keys, and it's supposed to be this really exciting day. And I said, okay, guys, so um, I know that I rejected these items uh, during the second walkthrough, and they were to be repaired, and they're not. So uh, what's the protocol here? What's the status?
0: And who, who are you talking to at this point? This is talking a to representative a representative of the developer. Of the developer, Yeah.
2: yeah. And this is the amazing thing is that they all think that their way is the one way, the only way, and I should really understand their way. They seem to have absolutely no perspective that every developer does it completely differently. There is no playbook or manual Right. for how these things go on key delivery day from one to the next. I have not done many in my career because I find them so frustrating. I, I, have, I have very, very little faith in developers overall. It's partly because the contracts just give you so little flexibility and you're tied to them for yeah. two or three years. Um, but my limited experience with them doing these key deliveries, is n- they've never been the same from one developer to the next. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to communicate with these guys in a way that's just cooperative. Like, help me understand... Your protocols and your methods here, you know. But what's what's going on because this work isn't done? So, so what do we do? And they said, "Well, uh, did you sign off on those items?" No, I did not. Okay, so that means that they're outstanding and they will be dealt with. Well, I need you to tell me more than that. Like, what's the plan? Because you just gave us the keys to move in, right? And the flooring's not good, so you want me to move all my stuff in on top of this flooring that needs replacement.
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is those, they call them the deficiency walkthroughs where you go, okay, cool. We're kind of done, but there might be a couple of things that are wrong, but you, you, you tell us what they are. You go through and, and see if you can find out what's wrong with your place and then we'll, we'll fix it. But some, sometimes they're like a week before you're supposed to move in. Yeah. Like, this wall is completely... You need new cabinets because this is messed up. This granite is three-inch reveal on one side and one on the other side. It Something's crooked. There's Or tiles aren't laid properly. And you're not fixing that a week before you're supposed to move in.
0: Well, and if they're doing work after you've done the deficiency walkthrough, they might be doing damage... While they're doing the work, I, I had one a few months ago where we moved in and it wasn't there at the deficiency walkthrough, but one of the workers had stuck his paper up. He was doing measurements and did drawing on the door and it and it scratched through to the door. Like we were like, etched, oh, there's. Etched into yeah, the. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. The impression again, like one piece of paper and. You know, it was only a certain light you could see it at. And we're looking at it. We're like, what is this? Why Why are there scripts? Wait, h- Wait a second. Hieroglyphics. Wait a second. This is the the builder's drawings. Like, this is whoever's doing the work. And, yeah, and we had to fight about it. We did get it replaced, but it, it was, well, how do we know that wasn't there when you moved in? You didn't put green tape on it Maybe you put a drawing up there when you were planning the stuff. It yeah. wasn't in your deficiency yeah. report. Yeah, it's, and that
2: stuff drives me crazy because when I started, when I opened the story, people get the idea that they're getting a brand new perfect product. Yeah. And it's not.
0: And different developers have levels.
2: Absolutely. So yeah. so this story is about these guys who just have absolutely no protocol to help whatsoever. It's yeah. like, oh, the work wasn't done. Well, okay, so you didn't sign off on it. Uh, you're still, uh, you know, green light to get that fixed. Well, what do you mean? Like, the the flooring <laughs> is i'll give the example the master bedroom is probably 12 feet wide it's probably 12 by 12 yeah and three feet off of one wall is a seam in the carpet that runs the entire width Ooh, and it just makes no sense because it should be one continuous piece through the whole room like there's there's absolutely no sense in the cutting of this carpet To do this, somebody just cheaped out. They're like, oh, we had a piece and it made it this far. So then we just added another piece and stitched them together. And it's got a big sort of ledge to it and it's frayed. And they're like, we we reported it in the first efficiency walkthrough and they came in and they said, well, we, we tidied up the seam when we came back for the second one. I said, Hmm. well, no, that is not acceptable. Tidying up the seam is no good. A, it looks terrible. Your idea of repairing still isn't acceptable. And B, no flooring installer, if you ever said to them, is this an acceptable standard in your room at home? Right. No way are they signing off on that.
1: That's the other thing people need to watch out when you are doing those walkthroughs is, and and this this depends more so on the builder, because in my experiences, they all kind of do the deficiency walkthrough way too close to completion. (laughs) They... Um, but it's the whole thing with the, that's within spec. Oh, that's no, that's within, that's as straight as we can make a wall or that's as, that's good enough. Like Um, we've decided a
0: level of of finishing. Yeah. That's that's acceptable. Yeah. And
1: that's something that they would say in Matt's situation that no, that's within spec or, or no, that's fine. Um,
0: have you guys noticed that some of the builders are trying to limit the realtor from being able to be there for our, the deficiency walkthrough
2: i have not experienced
0: that i've had this happen twice this year where when i call to make the appointment they're like okay uh, just so you know you can only have two people and it's both times it's couples right and they want to be there and i've sat down and talked to them and and every day de- i'm sure you guys are the same every deficiency walkthrough i've ever been through i i see way more than the actual 100 the buyers because i'm very used to looking for all was that contractual um, yeah, of course it's the in, limit. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Whoa. Both, both developers stuck I
2: that into his own contract. Yeah.
0: Shocking. <laughs> but both times I talked to them and, and we agreed that I would be one of the two people there, but they're making it difficult, right? They're trying yeah. to keep, keep as few eyes as possible. That's yeah. terrible. We yeah. should. And different developers.
1: And that's not, maybe you don't, maybe it's not your realtor, but maybe you want a home inspector.
2: Yeah. Well, you absolutely have the right to have a home inspector come. And they're saying
1: it's, it's husband, partner, wife, whatever. Yeah. And that other, that other party. I feel like we should do a whole episode on what to know about pre-sales.
0: That actually wouldn't be a bad
1: idea. Because I feel like we could just go on.
2: So I'll wrap up my story. Is we go through, this is not acceptable, we're looking for more answers, then I email them immediately and say, these are not done, what is the status? Mm -hmm. Because the people at the lobby don't have any paperwork with them, so I email customer care, tell me more, wait two days, don't get an answer, have to follow up, right? Like, there's just absolutely no responsiveness whatsoever to this team who exists under the guise of being called customer care, right? And then eventually get a response and my client got back to me because um, they took over, right? And said, okay, yeah, we got a response. Carpet guy's coming in this week and all the rest of it. And they started to make some progress. But it's only just that they were so fortunate. They weren't moving all of their possessions in the day we got the keys. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah. 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 You know, so they weren't nearly as inconvenient as they could have been. And the very last part that I learned, and I'm curious if you guys have experienced this as well. As I'm walking through the garage, I'm checking everything out for these guys, right? And I go over to the parking, like the actual big door that opens up for cars and next to it is a man door, regular door with a door handle. And I'm always happy when those are there because uh, you guys might experience this where- you know Less
1: wear and tear on the actual gate.
2: Yeah, you know, if people want to walk in that way, that's absolutely their right to do that. And then you don't have to use the big gate, you know, if you're walking in- with-
0: You're just talking about there's
2: a separate door to yeah. the garage.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The car right. door and the human door.
2: Yeah, and the human door, I want to go through that way. Well, I get up to it, no FOB access, and it requires a key. And in new buildings, mm-hmm. kind of everything's sort of FOB accessed now, right? Yeah. So then I, as I'm going through my other stuff with these guys back up there, at the lobby, and it's like, oh, and by the way, um, in my package here, I didn't get a common area key. And they said, hmm. well, you don't get a common area key. We don't do those anymore. That's not normal because you can't just go through all the stairwells and all the rest of it. Those are, that's a security issue.
0: So there's a door to their garage, yeah. That they can't access.
2: Correct. No one's allowed to have a key according to the developer. That's not what we do. That's you, it's an, out, it, it's an out, it's just <laughs> it. It's just an exit. You can use it on the way out, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but you can't get in. I guess only the caretaker gets a key to that door. So I said to my client who And they uh, won't let you put anything on the window. <laughs> <laughs> So my client intends on sitting on Strata Council. And I said, hey, just as a piece of uh, advice, maybe you want to bring, put this on the agenda and see what the other owners think. Because- I
1: For one renaissance, <laughs> do you remember? We've gone in and out of that door lots of times. It's on a fob. It is. Yeah. Murano is not. Oh, okay. So I would say I feel like more often than not, there's not a key. And front doors usually are, Once if it's a modern building, always fobbed. No I, actual key entry.
0: My townhouse I used to have at Ledgestone. Had that set up for the garage, and we 100% had a key, and that was a 2005 build.
2: Yeah. It's nonsense to yeah. say that they don't get a key. They just, I think, really didn't want to cut, you right. know, a 100 fancy common area yeah. keys. They cut one. And Instead, we're
0: going to run that garage door X amount of times. Well, they don't per care. More. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not their problem. No, right?
2: the, the cost of maintenance on that is absolutely out of their purview, right? So they didn't want to pay $1,000 to cut keys. Yeah, or whatever it's all about it was. that multiplier, right? Even yeah.
1: though it's you know, pennies, they'll cut it. I've seen the same thing for the the outlet plates. Um, Normally you have the Decora style square outlets and anywhere else in the building where they didn't have to, they would do the older style plugs. Hmm. For 20 Just to save, yeah, pennies.
2: So it tells you something and I, uh, that's one developer who uh, we'll talk maybe after the show and I'll tell you who it is and you'll understand it it will all make sense. Um, But I've worked with other developers who have done the complete opposite yeah, I went to do a walkthrough once and I had a roll of green tape and the guy laughed at me and I was like, no, I'm laughing at you. I got a good eye for this stuff. And he's like, nope, our model is everything is done. And he was right.
0: Oh, there are developers I love.
2: Yeah. And he said, no, yeah. no, this is not the purpose of this, this, this meeting today is not to find stuff. You won't find anything. We are exceptional, hmm. but go ahead and look, right? My, 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 the reason why I'm here today is help to help the new owner, Learn, learn about everything. their home that's fantastic yeah. and and they blew Just me out of the exactly
1: water. what it should be 100%. that's what people think they're getting
2: when they buy pre-construction
1: yeah. this switch is actually for the for this outlet this does this yeah. this is and everything
2: yeah. was done to such a high standard i was so impressed and that developer does not exist in new west they don't build in new west who was it <laughs> uh, that was polygon
0: yeah, yeah i've been impressed with polygon
1: i've heard some people talk smack about them but
0: I'm, I'm sure people have their bad gets experiences, bad experiences but, with everybody. But, but, but man, again, such a the, different for,
1: experience. The, for
2: the pre-sale <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, anyway, that was a lot on developers. So maybe for another day.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Um, if you guys have any thoughts on anything we talked about, you can get a hold of us again at feedback at morealestateshow.com. And uh, I'm gonna do something a little different this episode. I haven't told you guys. If you want to get a hold of Matt or Jeremy, uh, you can reach them at thenewwestguys.com. Is that your website?
1: The, Confir- the correct new West Guys. There's a There's a com.
0: "the" in there. Thenewwestguys.com. Cool. And if you feel like getting a hold of me, I'm at realestatenewwest.com. Uh, again, my name is Jeff. Uh, this has been Matt and Jeremy next episode we are hoping to do a uh, full blown renovation episode which will if you're thinking about listing in the fall uh, will hopefully be really
1: helpful or just looking to do repairs in your house or just lane looking way to house do re-
0: or if you just like watching home and garden television it should be pretty good um, so that's that's going to do it for today thanks a lot guys
2: home and garden television <laughs> old man
0: <laughs> Okay, so uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about this, but it was probably a little bit too inside baseball for uh, for the actual episode. Um, and it was weird that Matt, you brought up Airbnb during the episode. So I was I was listening to a podcast uh, this week about how Airbnb built their business, and one thing the uh, one of the sort of founders of Airbnb talked about was how. Uh, most businesses, when they build a business, they look at the successful business models within their business. And so, but instead of going and looking at hotel chains that really worked, uh, he wanted to look at uh, businesses that were not related to his business. And he specifically, and as soon as I say this, you'll know why it interested me so much, uh, looked at movies. So, when researching how to build a good hotel company, The creator of Airbnb researched filmmaking and specifically how stories are structured. And he built his entire business around the way a movie is structured. And specifically with uh, in a movie, uh, the plot starts with an inciting incident, which is when so you've got your everyday Joe guy, you get to see what his life looks like normally. And then all of a sudden um, his life is thrown out of order.
2: Yeah, I've seen NCIS. N.C.I.S. (laughs) N.C.I.S. <laughs> Law and Order. Yeah, yeah. Every episode starts the same way. Yeah. Well, Here's his family in the car and everything's normal and they're singing a song and
0: bam! Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, the, the thing I always think about, because it's one of my favorite movies, is Fight Club, right? Like, Edward Norton is living this kind of unhappy life and then he meets Tyler Durden and everything changes. And then Airbnb kind of took this and was like, how can we create an inciting incident so that the second that they get to their hotel, their life changes in some way. And I thought, A, it was a fascinating concept. And if, B, if, if you were going to look at real estate, what would be the random industry that is not related to real estate that's worth worth thinking about? I'm still having a hard time buying into this. Hotels. Hotels. <laughs> no, is
1: that taken? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't understand this has anything to do with the movie.
2: How does he, ha- how does he create an inciting incident? Is he saying that... That there's a guest book when they walk in?
0: No, so uh, one of his philosophies of Airbnb is that your life should get thrown out of order when you get there. Now, this doesn't always work. the key's not
1: under the mat.
0: But in a good way. Um, So one of the things they looked at when they were coaching people at the start was having some sort of unexpected... Like you get there and there are tickets to a show and because everybody's registered on Airbnb, there was... You knew what type of show this person liked, and they're like, oh, I've never actually seen these guys, and this is something I wasn't expecting, that boom, all of a sudden happened, and their their expected vacation was thrown out of order, but in a positive way, was was the application. Now, that hasn't been my experience at this point, and, and also, Airbnb, when they were first beginning, isn't what Airbnb is now, right? Yeah, very like, different in its growth. Yeah. Um, like they were at the point when they were first starting that they actually could go and check on everyone who was running an Airbnb and see how wow. how it was going. They would take the photos for the people running because that was their secret way of getting in and making sure everything was the way they had said it was. They'd offer, they'd be like, "Oh, we're going to send a photographer by," but it would be them, and they just wanted to make sure that. <laughs> so they so
2: quality control early on and um, and really delivering something exceptional. See, I I didn't think of it that way because I wouldn't have thought that you would go to that extent. All you're doing is helping people rent out their home. But I've always kind of laughed at Airbnb because VRBO, Vacation Mm -hmm. Rental by Owner, has been around for decades. Right. And always looked just clunky and crummy and I I never really... It was never appealing to me to use as a consumer. Sure. And it's amazing because it's the exact same concept. Yeah. But they just... They never packaged it properly they didn't do all i guess the little things that airbnb did to create something exceptional Mm -hmm. okay
0: so then you're asking what how can i find something completely unrelated to real estate so it got me thinking Mm -hmm. and i don't have a good answer Mm -hmm. i'm not here to be like guys i know the amazing Mm -hmm. secrets uh but it was just an interesting thought exercise i thought of like instead of because we get told a lot like Okay, well, look at the best, you know, the top producing realtors and figure out what they're doing. That's how you become a better realtor. But are there other industries that are maybe potentially service based or maybe they're not even service based? I mean, actually, Jerry, your comment about hotels is probably a good one.
1: We learned there was a I think we may I feel like you guys were at a seminar or somebody was speaking that was a tidbit that we picked out. Or maybe it was a Coach Keith thing or something. Yeah. Um, Coach Keith uh, talk. but Episode 9? Something about like a hotel. Did I get that right? There was yeah. a, ho- a hotel that just like, it's not about being like, it, you just have to be a little bit better. Like Matt said, your apartment just needs to be a little bit better. Yeah. Your business, you know, a lot of people are just doing the bare minimum. Uh, and it was a hotel or something where they like found out the guy's wake up call and just showed up with a pot of coffee. Like, we've already made the coffee or something very simple like yeah. that that doesn't cost them money. But it. the if, guy's like, if wow, I was staying it's five a o'clock hotel, in the morning and you just said like, oh, here's your coffee. And
0: my coffee was ready when I woke up.
1: You're that, like barely alive. That would be huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was something that didn't cost them pennies, but it was just an extra little thought that that person will never stay anywhere else. You know, and so so you just find, like, we talk about developers, pitching pennies, and here are little things that you can do that's just going to be... I I would be very impressed. I mean, we all go, like, we're all, like, all three of us are really hands-on realtors, and we do always empathize with people and and try and, like, do extra. Um, But, yeah, just doing, it just takes, like, little things just to be better. Do you guys get hypercritical of other salesmen now that you're in
0: sales? 100%. I'm the worst. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I wasn't even thinking. I've heard you on the phone with salesmen. <laughs> sir, what's, listen. Sir,
2: you're doing Matt's it wrong. Line? Get to the point. <laughs> I usually open with, I'm a
0: salesman too. Yeah. I'm not playing the game.
1: Yeah, I don't mind you selling me something. Get to the point. Ra- yeah, Rachel, 30 seconds.
0: Rach gets so annoyed with me because I go probably the opposite of Matt. Like, if if if, if there's a really good salesman doing their job... And I'm impressed. Like, wow, they, like, really did a good job there. I'm buying 100%. And Rich is like, we don't need that. And I'm like, but he, like, he really worked hard and he's doing so good. He's not
1: being greasy. He's listening to yeah, me. he
0: actually listened to me. Yeah. He addressed my needs. He heard my objections. And, and in a non-salesy way, he really addressed like, them thought and, it out yeah. and worked through it. And, and I could tell he was really putting... Putting me ahead of what was, I'm like, I'm buying, I don't know what even you, you haven't even told me what you're selling yet and I'm, I'm going to buy something.
1: Here's a real estate manual. I'm hiring you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Matt, Matt, uh, Matt's hard on salespeople.
2: Well, when I can tell that they're doing the exact opposite of what you just said, you just said you're putting your needs or my needs ahead of yours, right? As far as a salesman goes. And I get these calls and
0: all I can hear is script. I, I hung up on a salesperson today. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was driving. I hit answer, and I I uh, I got the. Can I speak to the owner of the business? <laughs> and I was just like, uh, normally I'm like, I'm the owner of the business, and then they tell me what I want, and then I tell them I don't want it, and then they have got there like, if he says no, say uh, this, and if he says this, it's blah, like a blah, choose blah. your own adventure. And normally I'm so script. polite, but I was driving and. Busy and worrying about getting into this place this morning. And the I chair, I, I totally just was like, owner of the business, click.
1: <laughs> well, usually it's people that are trying to sell us. What if I told you I get you a hundred leads a month? No, I'm not interested. Thanks. Yeah. But what, but, but, you're but, you're not
0: lead. interested in increasing your business? Take yeah. your
1: business to the next level. No, right. no, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> are, are you wanting to sell more listings? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> yeah. So, um,
2: what, what? Oh, I did have an example. I did, I did actually come up with an answer. To oh, your okay, question, cool. But we're running kind of long. Um, well, now I need to know. <laughs> next time on multiple offers. Don't you dare. What? What's your example? <laughs> I had a friend of mine who runs, he started a junk removal company. Okay. And as simple as that sounds, they made themselves stand out. And they're franchising now and they're expanding all across uh, the continent. Um, and so I, I could look at that sometimes and wonder, well, how can I apply that to real estate just because of the way that they grew and the way that it's been really authentic and what they've done? Because how can you do junk removal in a really exceptional way? Because
0: this is the least sexy business. Yeah. And we
2: already thought that 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Right. So there there is somebody
0: with market domination. Yeah. And it's not something people really even like to think about. Not really, you know, huh.
2: and how hard is it? But anyway, they came up with something that they did a few different things. One is that they're real environmental stewards. So they'll pick up your stuff, but they don't necessarily just put it all in the dump. Oh, they'll they'll, okay, they'll cool. do their best to donate what they know will be accepted and to recycle and all the rest of it. So they will sort after they pick up from your home. Yeah. So that's one. And the other is that they do it based on weight.
0: Hmm. So they've
2: actually integrated a scale into their trucks.
0: Yeah, because 1-800-GOT-JUNK is just per It's generally volume-based.
2: Volume yeah. yeah, and so airspace, right? And they'll say, well, that's not really fair if you've got you know this one giant piece of furniture that's actually super lightweight, but it takes up a huge part of our truck or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So they, they just did a different model. They did it based on weight. So how they just did it differently, right? And, and the thing there that I think that has made them successful is transparency because mm. the scale is literally right there in the truck. They bring the consumer over and they say, okay, here's the weight. Right before, here's all your stuff in it. Yeah. Here's the weight now, da 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 da, and off we go. Right, hmm. and I think it's transparency that people really believe that like they know exactly what they're paying for, what they get. Right, and, and maybe there's something in that that we can uh, extrapolate and add to our business. Like right, charge per text. <laughs> it's not about how we charge. No, but, I know. But tra- I'm just, I'm just being <laughs> yeah, cheeky. Yeah. But there's an opportunity to be transparent, I guess, and. I think
0: people really respond to transparency right now.
2: Yeah. Because the internet makes us think that everybody's scamming everybody else. Everybody's on guard.
0: Yeah, and also <laughs> also there's like nobody has time for the gatekeeper of the information at yeah. this point anymore. Right? Like <laughs> oh my no, gosh. that guy's
1: getting out of the business pretty, oh my pretty gosh. quick here.
2: Oh, okay. Somebody put up a property for sale in my in my community where my cabin is. In Tuleman, Yeah. but they just put it on like the community Facebook group, yeah. And they said like it's for sale. This is the address. PM me for more mess or more fixed pictures. Yeah. No information on the lot. No information. No price. That's a Facebook n- ad. No. No information on the age of the structure or anything. It's like going back to 1995 real estate marketing. Like, here's a p- one picture of the house. If you want, yeah, that more, was
0: the, that, sign was the up, that was the old newspaper me, advertising come technique. Come to
2: me
1: mm. or yeah. sign up for my news. Like, give me all your information, and I'll let you see another picture.
2: Yeah, it's so frustrating. Like, hmm. These people yeah. don't understand how marketing works
1: today. Yeah, you next.
2: Know? Yeah, you know, no, don't hold the information hostage. Get it out there. That's how you get momentum. Right. That's how you get interest.
1: I think that was just them being naive. but
2: Frustrating. Hmm. So cool. It's, it's a long episode. It's over. Home
1: and Garden Television.
0: Home and Garden Television. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes. I don't like... Panago? Panago- it's Panagopolis.
1: Yes. Yeah.